This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old-school games of yore and combine them with a stripped-down but easy-to-understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Up ahead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Ooh, pretty day. I think we can handle that. Got a game tonight. Looking forward to that. Approaching Thanksgiving fast. Oh, boy. Got a lot of work to do. Clean the house and stuff. Get ready for the crowd. We are ho- we are hosting this year, as usual. So, we'll see how that goes. Maybe we can get a game in with the grandkids or something. I don't know. Never know what's going to happen on that front. Anyway, today, 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 I wanted to talk about, well, I've talked about this before, backstories. Backstories and other things like that. Getting to know a character, and that's part of it. Some, Some game masters want a backstory out of you. I'm not completely objectionable to that. I've been an actor. I've had directors ask me to do some backstory work on my character in whatever show I'm doing. So I, I can I can kind of get behind it. I'm not crazy about writing, but I can usually come up with a paragraph or two. I was surprised. I was totally surprised. This Eberron game that Gage and I are involved in I was surprised that the game master, Carlos, asks us for, he didn't even ask us for much. It's just a paragraph. Everybody give me a paragraph or two. I'll see if I can work it into the, into what, what I'm doing, you know, contacts and things like that. So it took me a while, but I obliged him. I came up with a couple of paragraphs. I kept it. I think, I think I did about a half a page. And I keep it with my character sheet. I just stapled it in my character sheet so it's there. And it's also a good reminder of me how to play the character. <laughs> in fact, that's, I think, what's back in theater. I think that's what backstories are for. You write it out, you get, you, you get it in your head, and then you run with it on stage or wherever, whatever you're doing, stage, screen, whatever. But it's, it's a good thing to, if you're going to do it, write it out and put it with the character sheet. Now, my philosophy on backstories I don't, don't always do backstories. And if you're a longtime listener, you probably know where I'm going to go with this. My my philosophy, my the way I want to do backstories. So I can't really. I want to recommend this, but I always want to. But I always say the caveat. But this is the way I do it, which is well. That's the whole. 
that's the whole point of this channel is I give you my views on things and, you know, I recommend things and all that other good stuff, you know, little bits, tips and tricks. But I want to just preface that by saying this is a, a thing for me. So it may be a thing for you or may not. All right. Warning done. <laughs> so, I like to write up a character. Sometimes I get an idea of what I want at the beginning. Sometimes I just start rolling stats and see what happens. I may I may have as little as like, okay, I want to play a thief this time. Or I want to play a ranger this time or something like that. And just I think that I think that class would be fun. I think this kind of character would be fun. And same thing with race and whatever. But I have a rule that you probably know of that it's I don't really think real hard about my character until I'm three sessions in. By three sessions, he's going to stick. I figure, okay, he hasn't died. He's going to stick around for a while. Let's go back and look. Now, what I start with, once I start establishing what I want to do, either just start rolling dice or, you know, establishing if I got a good idea. I need a hook. Sometimes the hook comes right away. Okay, I want to play a ranger that's afraid of the dark or something like that. Afraid of the dark, that's the hook. And then I sort of roll with that in mind. I create with that in mind. So I, it's not like I don't have a complete, I don't have a complete backstory, you know, but what I have is a hook and I can play that hook. And by three sessions, if I'm playing that hook and other things, because then things start to develop, you know, you get into the role playing, you start interacting with NPCs, things like that, things start to develop. And so then by the third, by the end of the third session, I go, okay, I know this guy. Now I know this guy better. What else can I work in? And the next session, I will start thinking more about my character. I mean, I'm still playing the game, you know, doing the combat, da 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 and, and also, things may happen in those first three games, and the games following, but mostly the first three games, that will establish his character further. I mean, you might think of this as the role-playing equivalent of rehearsal for a show, a stage show, a film, whatever. If you think of it that way, because when I rehearse as an actor, when I rehearse, I find things in my character during rehearsal. I mean, I may have a backstory that the director wanted me to do or something like that. Uh, very rare. I don't do that very often, but you know, I've got the backstory. Okay. I wrote the backstory, but to me, that's a hook that that is the hook for the stage presentation. So during rehearsal, I find all these other things. So when I'm playing, like the first three games are kind of like the rehearsal and run-through process. You rehearse, you know, you do your lines, you do your blocking, you find your blocking, you get it up on your feet, you run it, you run it, you run it. That's how you do, that's how you do shows. And then you do the final dress and you open. But to me, three games down, that's opening night. Okay, fine. And the thing is, okay, I'm going to relate this to acting again. But after the show opens, 
I've not stopped with my character. Sometimes I stop and I can get it all down. And that, that you know, you've got to be very, as an actor, I've got to be very careful because you don't want to do stuff that's going to throw the other actors off. But I still think about the character and there may be little bits and pieces I can still fit in more character development. It just happens. It's not something that I say, okay, I'm going to develop this character more. No, it just happens because as you do it, you get more used to it, you get into the rhythm, and just things start happening. Same thing with role play. Once you start playing, there's going to be things that happen in the course of the adventure, in the course of combat, in the course of interactions, whatever. It's going to happen, and you can either incorporate it in the character or ignore it. I know the other players probably ain't going to ignore it, but... Or just, you can even take something like something really bad happened. Like, you know, he swung across the cavern, but the goblins grabbed a hold of him at the last minute and he lost his pants. And so he's standing there in his underwear or his all together and just got a shirt and stuff and no pants. They've got his pants and they're waving his pants. The players are, the other players are probably not going to let you forget that. So you can either embrace it. Well, actually, you should embrace it. You know, don't get... I would embrace it this way. Either I am... The character goes, yeah, yeah, I lost my bed, yeah, da, 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 da. But I can also go the other way. And, you know, they can rip him out the pants and it's like, no, oh, shit, I don't want to talk about that. No, no. You know, and he's denying it. Hey, remember the time, you know, the bar, you talk to girls, remember the time the judge, you lost your pants? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, remember me, you know, the goblins grabbed me, you swung across the camera, you lost your pants. And it was like, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's making this up. Yeah, he's just like, go away. You know, that kind of thing. And so that's more character development, which I love. So backstories are good, but make sure that hook is in there first. Like I said, this is the way I like to do it. If a game master asks me for some backstory, yes, I will give him some backstory. I will just write a few things and try to incorporate it in. But this is the way I like to do it. Have a character with a hook. Go for three sessions. After three, sit down and go, hmm, okay, this works, this doesn't. And it's not always a conscious effort, too. Sometimes I just start the fourth game going, okay, this is what happened. This is the way I like to play it. Groke, in the two-year uh, 5e game, my Barbarian. I played him one way, he ended up another way. Not really another way. He was the same character, Grok. I was still playing him very literal-minded, very Drax to the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. But he also did stuff like he had a top hat and a monocle now that he wore all the time. And, you know, he he got more involved with the, the his bear totem god that he worshipped. And so things happened. He ended up being aware. The god turned him into a werebear because he was such a devoted follower. And that was gross. And he had this insane ability to making roles that other that he shouldn't have. What I mean is other characters would do stuff like sneak up on it. You think the thief is sneak up on that guard. And he keeps blowing it. And Grook says, I want to try it. And he rolls like a natural 20. And he sneaks up on the guy and knocks him out. You know, stuff like that. He would make these insane roles. It was just part of the character. And it was it was a bit after a while. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that just keeps developing. 
Anyway, I hope that's of some use to you. I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program. I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.